Welcome to episode three of Who's Paying Attention. I am your host, Alonzo Bowden. Thanks for tuning in. So let's get started right away. The Trevon Martin case. I said it needed more coverage. I did not mean for it to become a media circus. I mean, the whole hoodie issue is not the issue. The issue is that an unarmed kid was shot. No charges were pressed against Zimmerman, the shooter, and we need to find out why. Now, when Geraldo Rivera makes a crazy statement about, well, the kid deserved to get shot because he was wearing a hoodie or the hoodie was responsible, and then you show a picture of him and Bill O'Reilly wearing hoodies, the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Yes, O'Reilly backed Geraldo on the statement, and of course, they backed off. Now, equally ridiculous, all the MSNBC and CNN reporters who showed up wearing hoodies. Listen, you are a reporter. You report the story, you don't become part of the story. What I mean, we have no media anymore. This is what Who's Paying Attention is about, the lack of media. Let's look at the real story. Sadly, the boy was shot. Now all this stuff is coming out like, oh, maybe he beat up Zimmerman. Yeah, he beat up a guy who's 100 pounds heavier than him, 10 years older than him. That would be with the magic hoodie. If you had a magic hoodie to give you those powers, boxers would wear them before they went into the ring. Oh, the kid smoked marijuana and and he made little silly ass comments on his Twitter page. He was 17. That's being a 17 year old kid, smoking little weed, talking tough on your Twitter page, wearing a cheap gold grill in your mouth and grinning. None of those are offenses punishable by death, I would hope. So I hope sanity prevails in this and at some point A real investigation is done. Perhaps charges are are pressed, but let's get over the hoodie. Okay, what else is going on? The Obama health care plan, commonly known as Obamacare, is in front of the Supreme Court. Now, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to reach on this. The Supreme Court will strike down Obamacare. I know, I know. You find it hard to believe that I would think a conservative court would shoot down anything proposed by Barack Obama, but but I'm going to go with that, simply because it was proposed by Barack Obama. Now, the interesting part of the case is whether Obamacare, for lack of a better term, is a tax, because under the plan, if you don't buy health insurance, you will be punished by the IRS. You'll have to pay more tax, and if it is a tax, the way the law works, you can't fight it in the Supreme Court until the tax has already been paid. In other words, this case wouldn't be heard until 2015. Law goes into effect 2014. You get penalized. You pay the tax. You fight it in 2015. So that's the first argument. And then we get into the constitutionality of can the government tell you to buy insurance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, I find this fight hilarious because government tells you to buy car insurance. There's never been a mass protest when the government says buy car insurance. So I'd like to get an uninsured car and start ramming the cars of people who battle this Obamacare. I know driving is a privilege and it's not exactly the same as health care. But the the principle behind it, you know, the government can mandate things that are considered for the common good. And 
our healthcare system is is so horribly broken between the overcharges for administration between doctors being controlled by insurance companies between the rationing of care depending on how much money you have that this Obamacare the, the healthcare plan is just a band-aid on a on a really bad wound it's it's getting a band-aid when you need stitches uh, you need surgery you need a hospital but you don't have health insurance so a band-aid is all you get go to the emergency room try it you'll see speaking of government health care Dick Cheney got a new heart some would say Dick Cheney got a heart and that he's never had one before but Dick Cheney had a heart transplant interestingly paid for by the government that's right the evil socialist government of Barack Obama paid for Dick Cheney's heart transplant now Dick Cheney will gain strength and then he will step up and speak out against government health care. It's a beautiful world we live in. Hypocrisy knows no bottom. Dick Cheney has a new heart. There are some people who said, oh, he's going to be nicer now because they gave him the heart of a nice person. No, no, you can't beat evil like that with just a good heart. You need a good heart, a new brain, a conscience, a spirit soul it nah nah this heart's just gonna stay in there for a little while perhaps perhaps the sacrifice of a virgin would change nah i don't think even satan's going for those anymore so we're gonna let that go dick cheney got a heart transplant fill in your own jokes okay speaking of government waste there's a senator dick durbin from illinois and senator durbin wants to have government hearings about the bounty system in the NFL. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, the New Orleans Saints were caught or maybe somebody inside the organization, you know, spoke, some would say ratted out, whatever. There was a bounty. If you were a defensive player and you took out the opposing team's offensive star, you got a bonus check. So if you took out Brett Favre or Cam Newton, some of the names being mentioned, you got a bonus. The NFL found out about it. The commissioner, Roger Goodell, came down hard, suspending the coach for a year, which will cost him $7.5 million. They're planning to suspend certain players who were involved in the scandal. And basically, the NFL is very upset and coming down hard. Now, this Senator Durbin saying that the Senate should get involved. No, no. The Senate should be involved in fixing our banking system, fixing our health care system, fixing our infrastructure, roads and bridges, taking care of the military, both those involved in the war in Afghanistan and, and the huge amount of unemployed veterans that are going to be returning from Iraq. The, the Senate should be involved in about 10,000 things before they worry about NFL football. Listen, Durbin, you want to meet some football players? You don't have to invite them. Just go to the game. Tell them you're a senator. I'm sure they'll let you come down on the sideline, take a few pictures, get a few autographs. I'm telling you, whenever congressmen or senators get involved in some silly pop culture thing like sports or entertainment, they should just they hit them with a stick. I'm telling you, that is my my government proposal, Okay. Don't expand the government laws. Yes, expand the government. Department of whip a congressman's ass. Five guys with sticks. They just walk around the Capitol building, and whenever a senator or congressman brings up something ridiculous, whack them over the head with a stick, get them back on point. 
That's all I'm saying. While we're on the subject of sports, Tim Tebow is a New York Jet. And if you haven't heard, Tim Tebow is excited to be a New York Jet. It's exciting to go to New York. It's exciting to back up Mark Sanchez. It's exciting, exciting, exciting. At last count in the interview, he said exciting or excited 44 times. So I think Mr. Tebow is happy. He's not happy. It was scripted. He was told to say that. Is Tebow excited to go to New York? Maybe. Is Sanchez, the current quarterback of the New York Jets, excited to have Tim Tebow in New York? No. Is Jesus excited to go to New York? I doubt it. I think Jesus had more fun in Colorado. Uh, Higher altitude, which puts it closer to home. Um, More believers. Doesn't have to compete. A lot of competition for Jesus in New York. A A lot of Jewish people in New York. Muslim people in New York, um, atheists, agnostics, non-believers, street corner preachers, hustlers, pimps, prostitutes. It, Jesus, you got a lot of work to do in New York before you get to football. I'm, I'm wishing you luck on this trip. I know, I know you're all-knowing and all-powerful, but, but New York's been angry for a long time. Good luck. You're going up against the Yankees in their own town. Hmm. We'll see what happens. Also on the subject of sports, good news. In L.A., Magic Johnson's group has bought the Dodgers. They paid $2 billion to buy the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow, Magic, you can do it all. He's uh, part of an ownership group. They're going to take over the team, and if it's like anything and everything else Magic has touched, it will turn to gold. The guy's amazing, at at the very least. They'll have some really cool Starbucks there because something about Magic Johnson's Starbucks, they're cooler than ordinary Starbucks. And um, how about uh, McCourt, the former owner of the Dodgers, who, you want to talk about a bad day, spends $25 million fighting to keep the team, loses, forced to sell by the league. And on April 30th, the day that this deal closes and the Dodgers are taken away from him, he also has to pay his wife a settlement of $131 million. Mark it down, April 30th, the worst day ever for McCourt, the former Dodger owner. Uh, speaking of settlements, ex-wives, etc., etc., Tiger Woods is back. Tiger Woods actually won a golf tournament. How great is that? Tiger won at Bay Hill. Now, why is that good for golf? Because if Tiger's winning, people will once again watch golf. Let's face it, people. Nobody's tuning in for Rory McIlroy or Phil Mickelson or any others. People watch golf to watch Tiger. Tiger's back. 923 days between wins. That's quite a vacation. And he's heading to the Masters. And, of course, right away they'll make him the favorite. I don't know if he's going to come back and win, you know, a major right away. But I'm a Tiger fan. Sure, I made fun of him when he broke up with his wife. Who wouldn't? I'm a comedian. It's my job. But but I wish Tiger luck. He's back on the winning trail. And, um, you know, McElroy, well, you, you know, now you're going to see what it's like to go up against Tiger. Think they're talking about Tiger in his prime? Probably. Are the expectations high? Yes. Will he get married again? Hell no. Hell no, Tiger ain't going to get married again. Sex and Tiger do not work well together. Good luck, Mr. Woods. So what else is going on out there? Well, here's a thing to me that is weird, kind of sad. 
The movie Hunger Games, which is a great movie simply because it doesn't involve vampires. That's right, a teen hit movie that doesn't involve vampires. I'm as shocked as anyone. But this movie, um, there are racist tweets going on. Two main characters, one character, Rue, who is a young girl who gets killed in the movie. And that's not giving away anything because the movie's about uh, youngsters and teenagers fighting to the death. So Rue and, and another character, they're black. In the book, they're described as skin of brown, skin of dark brown. And in the movie, they were cast as black. And, and a bunch of people are tweeting racist stuff about it that they're, you know, they didn't feel sorry for Rue getting killed once they saw she was black. Another tweet saying that once I saw she was black, it ruined the movie for me. And those were the nice ones. Of course, there's some nigger comments in there and blah, blah, blah. So here's the thing. How racist are you that you can't handle black fictional characters? That's right. It's fiction. It's a book. It's a movie. She made it up. But there are black people in it, so it's no good. I want my fiction white. Listen, in the future, when the world is destroyed and children are fighting to the death, it will only be good if white children fight to the death. Can't have black children fighting to the death in my movie. Wow. Is it that bad? That is just a sad state of affairs. I don't know. I'm trying to think whether any black vampires in Twilight. Maybe not. Maybe Twilight was pure. It's ridiculous. It's sad. And, and it has to be stopped. Kudos to those who called out. There's a site called Tumblr and others who called out these tweeters. And of course, they instantly shut down their accounts because like all racists, they're cowards and they wouldn't want to be called personally on their racism. So leave it alone. Hunger Games is a great story. It's a great movie. Let the kids enjoy it. My God, what's wrong with us? Our society has lost its mind. You don't believe our society's going crazy? How about this? JetBlue flight from New York to Las Vegas. The pilot goes nuts. I'm going to say it again. The pilot goes nuts. The pilot on the flight starts yelling incoherently. The co-pilot somehow throws him out of the cockpit and locks the door. Now the pilot's running up and down the aisles yelling, Iraq, Al-Qaeda, we're all going to die, blah, 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 blah. He has to be subdued by the passengers. And the plane is diverted, forced to land in Amarillo, Texas. Did he go off his meds? Did he? Who knows? But, but here's the thing. You know your luck is going to be bad in Vegas. When you're flying to Vegas and the pilot goes nuts. You talk about a bad omen, a bad sign of things to come. How was your trip to Vegas? Didn't make it, landed in Amarillo. I think he may have saved you some money because your luck has to be horrible for that to happen. What, what causes a pilot to snap like that? I'm sorry for laughing, but thankfully no one got hurt, so you can laugh about this. I mean, how many security checks before a pilot just says, I can't take it anymore. I can't. Maybe it's the radiation. Maybe it's the x-ray before work every day. Finally got to that little thing in his brain. Perhaps they should wear the aluminum foil hats before they get on to protect themselves. The beef industry is taking a hit. Seems they're going to have to do away with pink slime. <laughs> For those who don't know what I'm talking about, pink slime is what they like to call finely textured beef. They take these scraps from, you know, around the slaughterhouse, um, little 
bits of beef laying on the ground. I don't know where they find them. I don't want to know because I like hamburgers. But anyway, they take these and they kind of grind them up and they use it to, to add volume to the ground beef. They inject it into the ground beef. It becomes bigger, more for your money, etc., etc. Well, they made the mistake of writing a memo and calling it pink slime. Attention marketing. Bad name. You do not want to try to sell pink slime in the hamburgers. So now they're saying they're going to have to shut down some plants and people are going to lose their jobs because we got caught making pink slime. Ugh. It's a sad day, America, when we don't like beef injected with pink slime. Now let's find out who's using it, who's not using it, so I know where to get a real burger. Speaking of slime, you can't go through a week of news without talking about the Republican political circus. Mitt Romney's guy said Mitt is like an Etch-A-Sketch. When the fall election comes, we'll just shake him up and he'll be a whole new candidate. Of course, that isn't anything new. Mitch became a... a Mitch, I'm sorry. Mitt Romney became a new candidate when health care became an issue. He was for health care. Now he's against health care. Uh, contraception. He was for contraception. Now he's against contraception. You name the issue. He was for it. Now he's against it. Or maybe... Like, but now we know. Now we know what happened. We thought he was flip-flopping, changing his mind. No. Somebody was shaking the Etch-A-Sketch. It was as simple as that. So that's his silliness for the week. <clears throat> and Rick Santorum lost it. Santorum had a little tantrum. Apparently, a New York Times reporter from that evil liberal media asked him a difficult question. And he said, I ain't having this bullshit. And he did use the word bullshit. Uh, I don't think it's in the Bible, but, you know, every now and then I guess anyone can slip. He was angry because he said that Mitt Romney was the worst Republican to put up against Obama. He even hinted that it was better to keep Obama than to elect Mitt Romney. And, and the reporter asked him, what do you mean by that? What did he mean by Mitt Romney being the worst Republican? And Santorum got tired of the question and he snapped. And guess who supported him on that? Sarah Palin. I know, that's hard to believe. Sarah Palin supported a candidate who didn't want to answer questions outside of Fox News. I can't imagine it because, you know, Sarah's known for her openness in dealing with all forms of media. You know something? If Sarah Palin supports you, shouldn't that be a pretty good indication you are on the wrong track? Perhaps Rick Santorum can shake his Etch-A-Sketch and reboot his computer and well I shouldn't say computer because they use those for porn and Rick spoke out against that too oh Rick what you need is some pink slime this is Alonzo Bowden you're listening to Who's Paying Attention I'm signing off I'll talk to you guys next week thank you so much